Welcome to the Mind of the Fans podcast. Your go-to show for all things Premier League football. Join host David and Spy every week as they dissect the best and worst moments from each match. Delivering insightful analysis and engaging discussions from intense rivalries to top-notch performances. They've got you covered, but it doesn't stop there. Stay tuned for updates on major European games and breaking news. Get ready for an unforgettable football experience on the Mind of the Fans podcast. Let the games begin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mind of the Fans podcast. So glad, we're so glad you could join us again. We're on episode six. Feels like we started this not so long ago, but we're so excited to be episode six. Spy, how are you doing? I'm good, David. How are you? I'm amazing, bro. You know, I'm just chilling, going day by day. School hasn't been too bad. I appreciate the fact that you always ask how am I every podcast. You really do care about my mental health, don't you? I, not just your mental health. I care about, like, you around. Like, from your mental health to your physical health to your emotional health, everything. Yeah, You know, you're, my, you're like the brother from another mother, so. Same mother, but we thank God. Not same one, not same mother. It's brother from another mother, so. Same mother, David. Okay, well, that's lovely. How's how's beautiful England doing today? Um, the weather is as shocking as always. Hot. Very hot. I went to work today, and it was uh, I don't even know what that was. Hundred degrees or something. That's what it felt like, though. Yeah, even here too. Like over the past two days, it's been crazy. I'm so glad my room has AC because I don't know how I'll have survived though. Well, we don't have AC or rather air conditioning in here unless you're like in an office environment. But in the homes, you barely see it unless you like buy the standing ones, you get me? Yeah. So then what do you, how do you get colder? We have what you call a window, David. And so, but isn't the air outside hot though? Yeah, but towards the night time, it, it gets better. Do you get what I mean? Okay. I mean, it, Nighttime is pretty much where it matters, definitely. So let's get right into it. But first off, as usual, we have to say thank you to all our amazing listeners. So far, we have a steady amount of following. So we are grateful to all you guys that steadily follow us and vibe with us. We really appreciate it. We ask that, you, as usual, to keep listening, keep enjoying the episodes. We'll make it as fun as usual. Keep subscribing and keep sharing as usual also. So thank you again very much. Bye. Keep up the good work as always. Yeah, keep up the good work. So let's dive right into it. We don't. I think we don't necessarily have much in store for you guys today. We just have a few transfer talk here and there. We have the Ballon d'Or talk because we're recording this on the day the Ballon d'Or nomination list came out. So we'll talk, a bit, talk about that for a bit. And then we'll also talk about the Champions League draw because it's a very, very interesting draw. And then we'll move straight up into match with three. Sorry, Matrix 4. Give all our takes on that and we'll get right out of here. Sounds good. Sounds perfect. Amazing. So let's get right into it. The transfer window for pretty much Euro closed last week, Friday. I won't say it was the most intensifying. That's bad English. It was the most intense transfer window compared to others. You know, last minute deadline day transfers. It wasn't that interesting so far, but is there any transfer you noted on that day that you were like, yeah, this this was quite interesting. Going with Getafe. That was that was a good one though. I, I thought um the report came out that he was going to Getafe on loan. It was weird because 
a statement. It was weird to me because the last I read about Greenwood was Manchester United releasing him. Exactly, that's the same thing I thought. So I'm st- I was like, okay, he's leaving, but I'm hearing that Mike is paying more than half of his wages. So that means you never released him. Yeah. You just wanted to make the press happy with what you're about to release. You know what I mean? I get that, exactly. Exactly. So that was that was pretty much a strange one. But I mean, if he's going to get ball, if he's going to get his playing time back, you know, get the ball back in his legs, because I think it's it's been over a year since he played. If Competitive not football, yeah. Yeah. So I think it'd be good to get his, the, the legs running. And if he does that in Katafi, that's good for him. I mean, for me, um, as I said, as long as all the charges have been dropped, all the evidence that was brought forward doesn't point to him doing anything. I really don't. I think I think um, you're getting that wrong. The evidence does point to a lot of things, but all we can say is that the charges were dropped due to the fact that she did not want to be a single mom. I see. Well, we won't, we won't go deep dive. We won't go into deep, deep, into, that, deep yeah. into that. Yeah. Any other transfer? Any other thing that you caught your fancy? Well, not really, actually. Not really. Yeah. Well, I think there's also one. There's one that I think we should probably talk about. Draw Felix. <laughs> Atletico to Barcelona. I mean, that's from what I heard, that was always his dream. So I kind of expected it to happen. Or, you know, he's on loan because of Barcelona's problems and all that stuff. Him and Drake Cancelo too. Drake Cancelo from Yeah, Mastia, they agreed. So. For, that's, that's the passion. When you, I don't understand what Xavi does to players. Xavi has a way of pulling players. The Xavi yeah. pool. They agreed to drop their wages. Both of them, both Cancelo and Felix, to drop their wages to play for Barca. Yeah. That is world class. That's crazy, yeah. So, I mean, it's good for them. I mean, it's increased Barcelona's firepower, both up front and even in defence. So, it's good for them, man. You know, maybe if they do sort out their FFP problems and their money problems, they can probably make those transfers permanent, especially if they do perform, like, very well. So, another one, just... I'm just going to be touching on little ones here and there. Copama, City 2... Chelsea, are you surprised that City actually let him go? I mean, I'm not saying City let him go. I'm just, I think it's a situation of an offer comes, Pep does, like, I don't think Pep actually, like, rejects offers. I think he's the type of manager, like, he knows you can be replaced. So he's not trying to make anyone important. If, if he wants to take take the player, go on, go and have a try. If the player wants to agree, then go on, that's on him. Yeah. So I mean, he's he made his move from Manchester. Because from, from my from what I heard, yeah, I heard that the personal terms were even agreed before club terms. Yeah. So Pep is not going to intervene in that. He wants he wants his heart is not there again. He wants to go. He has won so many medals just of sitting on the bench. So yeah. Yeah, for forty million pounds from the blue side of Manchester to to London. So and you know, City also got their business done with Matthias Nunes from Wolves, the midfielder, fifty three million pounds. I mean, I don't. Me personally, I don't think it's enough. I still think they lack a bit of from a lot of Pep has been giving Nunes a lot of praises. Yeah, hopefully he lives up to it. Hopefully, though, because as I said, I still don't think it's enough. I think they still they lost more than they gained. But you don't know. I mean, he's a he's going to a team where they are pretty much playing every week, apart from like the international break. Every week they will be playing football, like Prem. Champions League, Carabao Cup, FA Cup, Champions League. Then in December, they have Club World Cup. So you definitely get game time at some point. So that'll be good. Okay. Yeah. I do think so. But in respect to Palmer, I don't think... Yeah, Chelsea's looking quite okay. But 
Palmer, I think I will give him the credit because every player just that's to show you that he's not actually after the money, he's after the game time. Yeah. And that is very good for a young footballer. I think that's the mindset everyone should be looking for. Also, this the same I think the same thing to happen with this guy that is that just moved to Liverpool from Bayern, Ryan Grav Gravenberg. He also wasn't getting the game time at Bayern, so he was like, I'm going to go to Liverpool. And definitely, you know, at Bayern, he would have definitely won, like, the medals and all that stuff. But he wants game time and stuff. So that's just another example of young players wanting to get that game time, not necessarily just sitting on the bench and getting medals, you know. Yeah, they like to get involved, not just get paid for doing nothing. Get paid for actually getting involved and actually winning titles. Definitely, yeah. Also, um, this one, I think, kind of not surprising, but... A little bit weird, Brennan Johnson, Forrest to Spurs for forty-five million pounds. I don't, I don't even, I didn't even know about that. Wow, that's a surprising one. I mean, they were, they have been chasing him like pretty much from the start of the season because I think they already knew Kane was leaving, so they were like, we need someone to kind of fill. Well, no, I won't say fill his boot, obviously, but someone to like come in and that can do twenty percent of what twenty to. 40% of what Kane was doing and he's young he has room for development and I think under Ange that would be really good that was a really good development mentor for him so speaking about Ange wow that's literally all I can say under his name Ange, Ange wow. is, I don't know how to pronounce his name I just know his name as Ange that's what I call him Ange I'm just going to round up with just a few names here also obviously your club they have completed loan signings precisely your boy Amrabat he has come, that's done. Loan deal, obviously. Whereas Ryan Sessignon also loan deal. Was is there no? I don't. I don't. I'm not necessarily seeing a long term thing here. What's What's up with that? No, that I, have, I don't have the answer to. But I feel they had that. They had to make a lot of signings, so he's trying to like push more to the loan side in case of any I don't know prospects or whatever. Just like not to spend too much money. Maybe the Glazers have given him a limit or something like that. You never know. Well, definitely, obviously, because, you know, your club, well, the club is not at its best currently financially. So there's definitely a limit. But then they have also spent a ton of money on just, like, you know, Mason Mount, Onana. People that we didn't need. Yeah. Basically, so, since Ten Hag is coming, he's signed a lot of players. He's signed Onana, he's signed Joe Martinez, but forever around. I'm calling even three ones right now. Casemiro, he signed a lot. Anthony. Exactly. Those, um, those, that's that's. Boris Hoyland. Yeah, Hoyland also, you guys signed Hoyland for what you signed him for. I mean, obviously, right now, he he might probably justify tag soon. But like, for I like what you guys signed him for. full game thing from starting, starting the game. Because he brought up that different intensity that Marshall wasn't thinking. Exactly, that Arsenal game. When he was coming, I said, and he and Gabriel, him and Gabriel were doing their thing. I was like, nah, this guy's trouble. And I'm grateful he did not. He wasn't fit enough to start against Arsenal because I'm in trouble. But I'm, I'm grateful to that. But we'll get to that later in the show. So yeah, that's basically. Oh, and lastly, Ansufati, Barcelona to Brighton. Now that was one surprising transfer. That happened like I think was it Friday night or Saturday morning. Like, but it was a surprising one because we were about to play football and then we brought it up and like we were like. Brighton's looking dangerous. You have Mitoma, you have Ansufati. What exactly. else do you want? Pedro. Exactly. And you have a striker that just popped out a hat-trick from nowhere. Exactly. Ferguson. Like, oh, my God. 
their scouts, like, I think Brighton have the great, best scouts. Like, I don't know how they do that. Like, he just, he actually came out of nowhere. I don't know where it came. Like, because every time you're reading about Asufati, you always see Zavi saying, he's part of our plans. He's not going anywhere. He's, his place is here. He's going to be a star for Barcelona. All this stuff. You hear the president saying the same thing. All this stuff. And out of nowhere, you just see Brighton. Yes, definitely. Asufati is going to be a Barcelona star. But the fact about it is that, Xavi would really play him. If you look last season, Xavi wasn't playing that yeah. much. Yeah. So at this season as well, Xavi clearly likes Ferran Torres over him. So Xavi was like, yeah, it's best to just go out and keep your legs warm. Yeah. And I, I think in Brighton, he would definitely get game time. Like, I'm 100% sure in Brighton. Because obviously, they have Europe. They have Europe, Europa League. They have FA Cup, Carabao Cup. Yeah, Brighton. They have the really Premier League. Like... You know, Brighton are not... At this, I don't think... Brighton are striving for just okay. Let's finish, you know, top half. I think they're good. I think, I think the they're going, going top four. They're going I top think they four. want to win everything, bro. Yeah, it's the way I'm seeing Brighton playing football these days. Like they want to actually go all out and win a silverware. Definitely, like it's it's. I I I mean, don't get me wrong. I like their their drive. I like their determination. I like how they are looking at it, and it's impressive. So. Hopefully they do get if not get the Premier League they can get any other thing but they should leave the Premier League. They yeah, can you know. they can have the Premier League. No other team should take it. Brighton should take. Let's Brighton and Luton. Moving on, let's move on to Ballon d'Or talk. Obviously, the we're recording this Wednesday. The Ballon d'Or nomination just came out. Thirty man nomination just came out for the Ballon d'Or. The event is taking place 30th of October up in France as usual. So we have Andrea Onana, we have Jesco Cod, Gavadol, we have Karim Bezuma, Jamal Musiala, Mamesala, Bellingham, Kayosaka, Randall Kolomani, Kevin Dobrena, Bernal Silva, Emilio Martinez, Ruben Diaz, Nicola Barella, Eri Haaland, Yasin. Bonu, Martin Odegaard, Julian Alvarez, Ike Gundogan, Vinicius, Leon Messi, Rodri, Lorenzo Martinez, Antonio Griezmann, Robert Lewandowski, Kylian Mbappe, Jim Minje, Victor Simen, Luka Modric, Harry Kane. I did. I left one name out because I really cannot pronounce it. The Napoli guy, that Napoli's winger, Kavicha. But I didn't know how to pronounce it. I honestly don't know how to pronounce the name. Well, he plays for Napoli. He's from Georgia. He's their he's their left winger, I think. I really just can't pronounce the name at this time. So, but yeah, that's your thirty man nomination list for the Ballon d'Or this year. Any surprises? Any shocks? Any you know? Are you angry of any for any snobs? You know, snobs? Mm, not really, actually. People saying that Rashford should be nominated. I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah, I saw he had, that. The, he had the season of his life, but no, it wasn't good enough to get nominated in there. Definitely, you know, Rashford, I saw Rashford, I saw John Stones, I saw Jude Bell, um, not Jude Bell, um, Jack Grealish, all those guys. I mean, there are notable mentions, though. You I know? think the, the only thing that should have been, like, that should have happened is you need to take out um Julian Alvarez and put Rodri in there. Rodri's in it. Are you sure? Yeah, Rodri's in it. Uh, well, yeah, he is, yeah. I think City have the City City is the team with the most nominations here. Oh yes, yeah. That was just, that's that's a te- perfect 8 man list right there. Yeah, 
I mean, I personally don't have any complaint. Obviously, you know, for the first time since 2000. I don't understand why Griezmann is there, though. No, he helped Atletico, though. Like, he helped Atletico. Don't to do me. what? I mean, he was... That's all I can say. He helped them. And obviously, he's a regular for France, so... But I think he... It's it's it's, it's I mean, it's a nomination, so... So, but... And obviously, for the first time since 2003, Ronaldo isn't on the list, and that's very understandable. No one will actually complain about it, so... We all, we all know it is what it is. Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. Yeah. But, the, yeah, who do you fancy winning it? Definitely due to international whatever, you have to say Messi. Because he, he just won but, the World Cup, right? But if history repeats itself, then Haaland. Haaland. I do, I do think Haaland deserves it. Like, I don't know. Do you think probably Messi probably has over Haaland is obviously international football? But That's what I'm saying. Exactly. And you know, the year of World Cup is always more valued like the year of Modric yeah that, the only time that it Modric, didn't happen yeah. was so Messi back in what what was it was it 20 I think 2014 14 yeah so I'm saying if history should repeat itself then how long to take it if not Messi gets his 8 and well it is what it is so okay well that's me I, I do want Haaland to win it if Haaland does win it to be impressive because I just feel like Haaland and you know, obviously, there's you know they are trying. There's this debate kind to start trying to start up Haaland versus Mbappe, and I necessarily don't see it. I really do not see it. I don't, I don't even think that that debate was going to last long. People just do the debate to stop stop boredom. I think because yeah. that debate is very Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi. You could say they could be debated because. Yeah, that, I mean, that went on for 15 years. 15 yeah, good, they, solid they basically years. fought the stage. But how long the Ben Pan fight in no stage? It's either it's Haaland stage or it's Mbappe stage. Exactly. It's not Haaland and Mbappe. Exactly. So, Like last season, it was Haaland stage. Two seasons ago, during the, like, um, France's walk of rain, it was Mbappe yeah, stage. And Haaland wasn't even being, no, people were not even saying whatever about Haaland. Yeah, definitely, definitely, no. So, well, let's go on. Let's just transition quickly into the Champions League draw. Well, Champions League draw took place. Obviously, Group A, we have Bayern, United, Copenhagen, and Galatasaray. Group B, Sevilla, my beloved Arsenal, PSV, Lens. Group C, Napoli, Madrid, Braga, Union, Berlin. Group D, Benfica, Inter, Albi Salzburg, Real Sociedad. Real sauce like that. What's crazy? Group E, Bayernoid, Atletico Madrid, Lazio, Celtic. Group F, which everyone calls the group of death, PSG, Dortmund, Milan, Newcastle. And oh, Group G, Man City, Leipzig, Fezda, and Young Boys. Group H, Barcelona, Porto, Shakhtar, Donetsk, and Antwerp. As usual, any thoughts? As usual, I don't know why Man City keeps getting groups that they always qualify even without playing you just know that they qualify i say this every, every year they give them easy i mean it's leipzig they why, give seven they, okay they gave leipzig and they they absolutely destroyed leipzig last season and now they're giving them leipzig again and they're giving them young with, boys with over over now whatever it's got what is that that's what I'm saying. Every time they, it's like they just make the way for City to make it to the final. Like, 
they make it the way for City to get into quarterfinals and then they can fight for their lives from there. That's yeah. it. Every, they do this for every, every other time. team, they fight for their life from group stage. Right from group stage. Look at Manchester United. People don't sleep on Galatasaray, you know. They have Zaha now. Don't sleep on that. Those guys are loaded. Copa do not sleep no on joke. that. Copa Higuita are no joke. Don't sleep on Sevilla, Arsenal, PSV on Lens. Don't sleep on that. Do not, most especially, do not sleep on Paris Saint-Germain, Borussia Dortmund, Milan, and Newcastle. That, that's what they call the group of there. You know, that's that's what everyone's called the of there. You have Michael Rice playing against Mbappe. You have Rafael Leal. You have Pulisic. Playing against Isaac. You have Pulisic oh also. You have... Wow. Bright. Group F. Wow. Group F, group F matches wow. would be good to watch, though. Like those Very good to watch. I would like to see how Newcastle are going to go on. I like to see how Eddie Howe is going to put his team out against Mbappe. Exactly. I would love to see that. Like, and then like, how they play against Mbappe will just it will either show us that Mbappe is that good or he hasn't just met an actual homeboy Premier League team. Definitely. Because definitely. forget that Newcastle are not the best in Prem, but they are still a Prem team. And Prem teams don't just go out there and behave like they don't know their background. They go out there and they represent Premier League to show you how difficult it is. Exactly. I mean, usually me, I personally, right, I have... I have. I don't think Dortmund will make it out of your group. Like I've ruled out Dortmund. Like I'm not even counting them in. Mm, I think they would. You know. No, I, I really. Think I, I, don't, I don't think. I don't think so. Because I feel PSG will probably top the group. Then it will no, be. Ah, no. It will be. No, it will no. be. It will be, be, be between Milan and Newcastle. Fight for second. It will be between. Nah, Milan. I I I feel Milan taking first, Dortmund taking second, and then PSG and Newcastle fight for the third place. P- PSG is not what they used to be. They just not even what they used to be. They just have the name. They don't have the chemistry. I mean, with Mbappe back now, they I think they are Mbappe they are back now, now. Yeah, but they are still struggling against whatever p- teams they were playing against. Did you watch the matches? Well, I don't. Well, I like watching League One matches, bro. Yeah, just like Highlands or whatever. It's just basically Mbappe dating Mbappe, and then there will be a situation in time that someone will be able to mark Mbappe. And that's it, PSG are done for. Because every single cross in the box, they were just passing to Mbappe, 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 Mbappe. Definitely. So, I mean, yeah, as I said, it would definitely be Martra train. And obviously, Matric one of the Champions League starts Tuesday, September 19th, the week after the inter- we get back from the international break. So it would be definitely... And, and that, that Tuesday, Milan takes on Newcastle, PSG takes on Dortmund. So that would be really interesting to see. Like, I'm looking forward to it. Hundred percent. Oh, and then Bayern. Bayern plays United Wednesday, so that will also be good. Bayern United. Well, the United needs to fix up. Manchester United really need to fix up. Yeah, definitely. We will get into their own problems in a bit, just in a few in a bit. So let's move on to our big stuff. Matric four. It's safe to say it didn't disappoint, right? It actually didn't disappoint in any way. Exactly. Goals left, right? There was no goal left draw. There was no goal as draw. Each game ended with a goal. That was that's drama right there, you know. Let's move on to your predictions before we kick off. Your predictions from last week. First off, Luton West Ham. You predicted West Ham winning two one. So credit to you. In advance, credit to you. Sheffield Everton. You predicted one one. Credit to you on the 
prediction to draw. the draw. So credit to you. City Fulham, you predicted City winning 3-0. Forest Chelsea, you predicted Forest winning 3-2. Credit to you also, because you also said Elanga will score. So credit to you also for that. I mean, 3-2 is still a one-goal difference. So oh, credit, yeah. credit. Yeah. Credit to you, yeah, definitely. That, and the Elanga thing, you, you put it right on the plate there. So definitely. Sports Burnley, you had Sports winning 1-0. Bradford Bournemouth, you had Bradford winning 3-1. Brighton, Newcastle, you had Newcastle winning 2-1. Wolves, yes. Palace, you had Wolves winning 1-0. Liverpool, Villa, you had Villa winning 3-1. And obviously, we didn't give our prediction for Arsenal United. We left that one up to the fans. So, Actual scorelines, we have West Ham, Luton, 2-1. So again, credit to you on that. That was one right on the spot there. Everton, Sheffield ended 2-2. Fulham, City Fulham ended 5-1. Chelsea Forest ended 1-0 to Forest. Spurs Burnley ended 5-2 to Burnley. Sorry, to Spurs. Brentford Bournemouth ended 2-2. Brighton came out victorious 3-1 over Newcastle. Crystal Palace Wolves 3-2 to Palace. Villa beats, sorry, Liverpool beats Villa 3-0. And then, as you said, Arsenal beats United 3-1. So let's start with the obviously the main headlines of the match week. Three players scoring hat tricks: Son, Ferguson, and Haaland. Let's know what what do you think of that? What's what what's your thought on that? Haaland expected. Ferguson out of nowhere. Son took him a long time to step up his game. Exactly. Remember last week how you told me I should sell Son. Like, yeah, I think I still stand on my ground that you should sell son. He just gave you a reason not to last season, last week, sorry. But if, if he keeps like that every week, then keep him. But the way he's been moving, I don't think he's going to be like that every week. Well, and you know, Spurs, let's, let's, let's then go into detail now. Spurs Burnley ended 5-2, obviously, with Son scoring a hat-trick. And I can't remember the other people. Son scoring a hat-trick, Romero and then Madsen, obviously. And then, obviously, Burnley started game bright and early, scored first, and then Spurs just came back with a bang. Goals a lot from everywhere. And then, obviously, in the 90-plus-4, Burnley came back and just scored one consolation goal. But we are seeing Ange Ball now. Something changed in that their formation. In, for the past three weeks, Richardson has been playing the nine. But in this particular game, Son was put in the ninth position. And then this guy, Solomon, Manuel Solomon came on to replace him. And then he played on the left, on the right, one of them. But with that, now you see that Son was more into the game. Son was lively. And Anjibor was a full effect, proper attacking football. Richardson is, I don't, I, don't, I don't see why that guy is still in the starting 11. I really cannot tell you why. I really cannot tell you why he 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 stayed that long in starting level. Probably the Ange is a fan of pigeons, that's why. But yeah, so Spurs Ange boy is definitely looking good. Do you do you think they can maintain it? Because obviously in the past seasons we have seen Spurs start out strong as usual, and then towards towards Matrix seventeen, Matrix eighteen, they keep they then die down. You see the draws and all that stuff. Do you think they can maintain it? Mm, I don't think so, but I think they're capable of it. Definitely, obvious. Definitely, I mean, look at their players. Like 
we are even their latest addition also. You, you expect that without Europe, they should maintain this firepower of attack they have. So, And also, um, Burnley, just talk about Burnley a bit. Are you worried for them? Are you scared for them? Burnley? No. No, 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 no. I think I just need a couple of games to sit sit right in into the play. Okay, so yeah, no, you are, you feel like they would step up their game and get you know the points. I feel like because the company knows what he's doing, and yeah. Hopefully, let's move on to the next hat trick hero, Brighton Newcastle three one. You know we said last week these are two teams that wanted to bounce back from their devastating loss the previous week. And obviously, Brighton came back with a bang. Ferguson, I think that boy has something special in him. Like, he's going to go places. 100%. 100%. Because the finishes were not even normal finishes. They were, like, difficult finishes. Yeah. The best touch was amazing and stuff like that. So, yeah, I feel, I feel... Honestly, I think that was his first game of starting, wasn't it? Either okay. the first or the second, because Daniel Beck has probably been starting... Yeah, but games. wow, he looked he looked like games yeah. needed that type of striker for time and he delivered. Definitely, like it was I think I think Brighton I'm not surprised if one of these teams come in and sweep him and Brighton asks for a hundred mil for him. And he's yeah, he's he 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 looked like him, you know. Yeah. Definitely looked yeah. like him. Let's also Newcastle. Are you worried about Newcastle? Because I think this is like three games now without a win. Yeah, but it's not like Newcastle are just it's the fixtures that have been given to them. The fixtures are very, very, very difficult. But I mean they were on the verge of beating beating Liverpool last week. Yeah, but a man down. Exactly that's what I'm saying. So it's not like they they couldn't have won it. They were on the verge of beating Liverpool, ten men Liverpool last week almost gave City a run for their money, obviously, at the, at the Etihad. So, and then the Brighton one was just... So, that are you worried that the three games now without a win? Are you... Mm, I, feel, I feel like Eddie Howe knows what he's doing. You think he knows what he's doing? I know he knows what he's doing. No, you do. Okay, well... Next, our last hat-trick hero, obviously, Haaland. We kind of... I, I don't think now he's... It's not. It's not. It's nothing new now. So it's nothing new. expected. If if he doesn't score a hat trick in a week, then we'll say okay, that's me. Yeah. Now it's like okay, he does it. We're like, yeah. It's yeah, like just, let's, let's how long is Okay, we're expecting a goal today. Next week we're going to score, but we want to see how he's going to score. You get me? Yeah, definitely. I know. I think when I was watching the game, I think Fulham probably had a chance. Fulham could have probably gone into halftime 1-1 and it would have been a different second half. But then that Nathan Ake's goal that Akanji... I mean, obviously, everyone says that... Oh, no, VR says it's not. it wasn't impeding his vision, you know, Ben Leno's vision. But what, what do you think of that? What do you think of that? Um, think of that choice. The... Not choice. What do you think of the... What the, what, I'm, I'm blanking. I feel here. like much as they have paid off the referee, that's what I feel. I feel like that he was in his vision 100%. He was in his vision. They should have ruled up the goal. Most senses should have lost the match. That's what I feel. That's exactly that's the same mm-hmm. thing I thought. In a very was, fair perspective. That's, that's the same thing I thought. Like he was literally in front of Brad Leno. I don't know how that was still given. Like I've, I've obviously not heard any explanation so far from me, but he was 
in Brad Leno's vision. And yeah, no, I, I really don't even know what to say on that. I'm just because if they had gone into halftime one one, it would have been a completely different game. Second half would have been completely different. I feel like City would have just come out stronger as they normally do. I feel like they still have won it, but it would have been much obviously to have more. That's why I say it would have been more difficult. Haaland probably wouldn't be scoring a hat trick because Fulham were just demoralized. Like after the ruling of that goal, they were just demoralized. Like, and probably you expect that they shouldn't be because they went into halftime. They probably talked to the manager. Probably talked to them. So you expect they shouldn't be demoralized, but it's. It's always painful when you know it probably could have gone a different way if it had looked. Exactly, hundred percent. Exactly, just like um the CE. Sorry, just like the Arsenal United game. The Garnacho. After that Garnacho goal and got rolled off, it's like United just gave up, and then Arsenal went to take the rest. Lovely, lovely. With that being said, let's transition into that game quickly. Obviously. Arsenal winning it 3-1. Two late goals from Declan Rice and Gabriel Jesus. Obviously, there were some, there were many VAR interfer- in- interventions and all that stuff. But obviously, Arsenal came. I think Arsenal was the better team. Obviously, between the two of them. So agreed. And and there's something I think Ateta did deliberately, and I've been hearing this from all like the shows I've been watching over the past week after the game. Usually, Arsenal, when when United comes to the Emirates, they hardly have the ball. But Arsenal gave them, allowed them to have the ball, especially in the first half, where they had like 55% possession. It's because he tried to stop that counter-attack. Exactly. Yeah, that's what they, that's what Once they have the ball, United are comfortable. We are okay by pressing. But you guys gave us the ball and then we cannot, United is the squad that we don't really create chances of possession. Yeah. City that, okay, gives them possession and then you're finished. So I, I found that, exactly, I found that tweak by Arteta really interesting. And I think it's it helped the game a bit. If you were probably, if, were, if we had the ball while playing on the counter, you guys were playing on the counter, I feel it would have been a very different story also. So I really yeah, hundred percent. We'd have won that game like seventeen one, but again, due to some certain fact, we lost it. Seventeen one is a stretch, though. Yeah, it's very strange. But I'm just going to touch on a few bits on from the game, and let me just hear what you have to say. Kai Havertz, obviously, you can't talk about the game without talking about him. He had a sit out of a chance there, and he he missed it. So, do you still like? I, like I said, he has a shoe that he cannot feel. And that is going to weigh him down for a long time. Yeah, but my point is, do you think we should, as Arsenal fans, do you think, do you still think we should give him time? Yeah, give him time, definitely. He's in a new position, he's in a new club, he's in a new city. He needs time. He needs time to sit into a Teta ball. Definitely. Okay, I, I, that's also why I think, but you know, there are some Arsenal fans out there that, you know, probably don't know left from right and they have said nonsense out there, but yeah, there was this there was this thing to judge Arsenal fans, yeah. It was called the Saka effect. The question is, would you have them sell Saka and win a Premier League or keep Saka and don't win a Premier League? I saw that I saw that somewhere. I saw what that is somewhere. your opinion on that? Obviously I'll keep Saka. Well I'll keep Saka, obviously. Wow. 
But you know what? Because obviously I'm a loyal Arsenal fan, right? I'll keep Saka. But if you look at it in terms of club-wise and bragging rights and all that stuff, obviously sell Saka and win the Premier League. Like, if Sally Saka gives me the Premier League, I'll, I'll definitely keep it. But obviously, if, as a loyal fan and someone that loves Saka, I want Saka to be there to win the Premier League. You know you are, you're, you're literally giving me the three options. I told you, I said, Pess as David, what are you choosing? I might choose, obviously, Arsenal winning Premier League. Good. 100%. Good. Now, you're an Arsenal fan. Those people are Saka fans. That's a different types of people. So, sometimes it's hard to separate you. It's not hard the, to separate player it's fan. Yeah, no, true, true. It's just like you saying, Messi is jumped from international and Argentina is winning the World Cup. Argentina, Argentines are going to say yes. Pause. Okay, you as a Messi fan. Do you want me as a Messi, Messi fan? Right, me as a Messi fan, I would definitely love. That's I mean, Messi fan, not an Argentine citizen. Okay. But if you are an Argentine citizen, you definitely yes, Messi is the whatever. But yes, you definitely won that World Cup because even if you win the World Cup. The first thing Argentine players would do is to bring that World Cup back to Messi's house and celebrate with him like he was part of it. Well, yeah, but okay. Then let me let me rephrase let me rephrase the question and leave an international for let's say Barcelona now. When Messi was Barcelona, Messi winning his first Ballon d'Or or Barcelona winning the Champions League. Messi's first Ballon d'Or. So you rather take Messi winning his first Ballon d'Or than Barcelona oh. winning the Champions League? Yes. So yeah. I mean, that's, that's... Why? Why? It's because I was never a Barcelona fan. I was a Messi fan. If Messi was a Manchester United, then I would say Manchester United win that Champions League. Okay, I, I get your point now. That's fair. I get your That's proper. I get it. Let's move on. Let's move on. So, obviously, won't talk too much. So, uh, before I move on... How did I forget this? Before I move on, the Garnacho's goal, did you think... It was offside. Obviously, you know, the margins were really tight. That was a really tight one. But, you know, Tenka came and said this, said that, you know, all blah, 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 all that stuff. What do you think? I think, yeah, an offside is an offside. So if if they say he was offside, I don't care about the lines that they put. Even if the lines are looking pentagonal, as far as they say he's offside, I agree with them. 100%, so... Yeah, but yeah, that was a really entertaining game. Gabriel Jesus coming in, scoring, obviously, the third goal, sending Dalo to space. Rice with the finish for the winner. Really enjoyed that game. Game of high emotions. I, could, I was speechless. Like, when Rice scored, I couldn't even say I couldn't scream, I couldn't shout. All I could do was just open my mouth and be like, you know, Zinchenko type of thing against Bournemouth. But yeah. So let's move on to we are just we'll just talk about two more games before we round up on this segment. Liverpool Villa, obviously Liverpool finishing with three goals. But they, they did lose Trent Alexander Arnold. According to reports, he'll be out for two weeks, probably be back right after the international break. But obviously Dominic Subsly scored his first goal. That was a real banger. Like that goal was proper. What do you think? I think the finish could have been dealt with before he moved short. It was like Arsenal's, it was like racism as well. If they rushed out to him, 
that would have never happened, but they decided to take their time and then yeah, Definitely. that's what happened. Definitely, that's the same thing I said. Like that ball shouldn't have even gotten to him in the first place. Like he did need to ball. Overall, I think Liverpool played proper football. Villa looked out of sort for a reason. So I did enjoy that game also. Well, big ups to Liverpool. I think they are currently on a 15-game unbeaten streak going back all the way to last season. I think 11 wins, 4 draws, something along those lines. I'm not exactly sure of the numbers, but it looks like they, they, they do seem to be trending up. So hopefully they can continue, you know, winning games and winning it comfortably with their refurbished midfield. So yeah, I think that's what will stop on. Stop on for Liverpool Villa. And then lastly, obviously, we can't talk about a match, we cannot talk about Chelsea. So Chelsea Chelsea Forest. Yes, Chelsea Forest. Forest winning one nil Antonio Langa's current goal. What what was up in that game, obviously, with Chelsea? What what do you think was up with that game? Chelsea was being Chelsea. That's all I can say. Sterling was not prime hazard anymore, so Chelsea could not produce. Yeah, that's it. And I, you know, I think they just, they need to sort out their business quickly, like to find that balance starting eleven. I don't think I don't even think Pochettino knows his players, but everyone looks like Travis Scott. I don't think he knows who is who. That's what everyone keeps saying because you know they keep doing all the same hairstyle and all that stuff, so. He, but he does need to find his balance starting eleven and get his business fixed because they have no Europe. This is the perfect time they could push to get something. Well, not necessarily Premier League, but like Carabao Cup, FA Cup, push for those things. You know, top four or top six. Let's push for those things, you know. so That is going to be very hard, given the fact that Pochettino is a manager known for his gameplay, not his silver ways. Well... And that's just me. That's just all I have to say about Chelsea. Like that's just should get get their business sorted out. So let's move on. But yeah, definitely with the international break currently in play, the Premier League table after four weeks looks something like looks like this. Obviously, City's first because they're the only team that has been perfect. Spurs follow second with ten points. Liverpool, West Ham, Arsenal right behind also with ten points. Brighton in 6th, Palace in 7th. There you have United and Chelsea, 11th and 12th, respectively, 6 points and 4 points, respectively. And obviously, Everton, Luton and Burnley make up the bottom 3. With Everton a single point, Luton and Burnley no point yet. But obviously, they have a game in hand. So, yeah, that's how the Premier League table is looking. Any shocking thing there? No, for now, no. Maybe from game week eight, game week ten, then we can start saying shocking things and all. But for now, it's just um, definitely. So we now, expect four games in. For I mean, yeah, that's pretty much what I, what I was thinking. Also, like four games in, you can't necessarily expect much. You just, it's just, it like, just oh, shows. Was it last season? Yeah, last season, four ga- eight games in, City was like what eight on the table. Yeah. So you cannot really expect anything. Definitely. So let's move on quickly to like match week, match players of the game, obviously. 
players of the game, starting with um your player of the game, Luton West Ham. That's a tough one. Luton West Ham, Luton West Ham. It has to be Aqueta. Aqueta, okay. Sheffield Everton. Hmm. I'll give it to Danjuma. Danjuma. City Fulham. City Fulham, definitely. Holland. Chelsea Forest. <laughs> My boy. Elanga. Elanga, yes, sir. Sports Bonley. Sports Bonley, James Madison. James Madison. I think I'm he could be. to him, son. Yeah, no, I could. I I agree with that. But I, and I think it's an early shout for player of the season. So, sorry, signing of the season. You know, we kind of overlooked that, but I think it's an early shout for signing of the season. But Mott Brentford. Brentford, that's tough. Dominic Solanke, I think. Brighton, Newcastle. Ferguson, of course. Palace Wolves. Edward. Edward. Yep. Uh, Villa, Liverpool. Trent. Trent. Arsenal United. I've answered. I've answered. Who? Rice. I have. I'm not going to answer that question. Next question, please. Okay. Well, um, I'll just just round it up before I move to Matrix Five predictions. Are you still sticking with your preseason predictions, like preseason yes. you know, predictions? Yes, still stick with it. Hundred percent. Four games in, you st- you still think you you are going with everything you said? Hundred percent. Lovely. Matrix Five is Saturday, September sixteenth. Yep. Oh, and there's a Monday game that match week. I do not like Monday games. I really do not like Monday games. I love it. Monday night football. I love it. I live for it. I really don't. But let's go with your predictions. Wolves Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool win 2 1. Liverpool win 2 1. Fulham Luton Town. Fulham win 2 0. Adama Traore. Spurs, Sheffield. Spurs, Sheffield. Spurs win 4-1. West Ham City. City win 1-0. United, Brighton. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Brighton win 2-1. Villa, Palace. Villa win 1-0. The reason I said Brighton to win the United is because I've been saying United to win and I think it's coming back as the opposite. So I'm going for that Brighton to win. So hoping for the game. opposite. You're going for reverse karma. Only reverse there we go. Yeah, okay. There we go. Newcastle, Brentford. Newcastle to come back 1-0. Bournemouth, Chelsea. Chelsea win 3-1. Everton, Arsenal. Arsenal win 2-0. Forest, Burnley. Forest win 3-1. Forest win 3-1. Lovely. That's been a wrap. That's a wrap from us. We hope you guys enjoy your amazing week ahead. We'll see you guys after match week 5. Hope you guys remain vibey. Remain pretty. Inspiring thing. And as always, keep up, keep up the good work. Yes, sir. We appreciate you guys for all your support. All your love. We'll see you guys the week after Matrix 5. Wow.